0: Hi everyone, you're listening to In The Booth with your co-host Alexandra Fernandez on CFRC 101.9 FM. I hope you're all having a lovely day and I know that I am because in our virtual studio with me today I have Canadian musician Caroline Brooks of The Good Lovelies joining me to discuss the trio's music career, their upcoming tour that they're actually currently on, and more. So welcome to CFRC, Uh, Caroline, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me, Alex.
0: Of course. So before we kind of jump into the meat of the interview, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how the Good Lovelies um, actually came to form?
1: Yeah, so I'm one um, I'm one third of the Good Lovelies. I uh, have been in this band for, we've been together for 15 years. So this has been our full-time gig for about 13 of those years. i really lucky to do what I do. I grew up in Whitby, Ontario just down the road from Kingston I now live in Toronto and I uh, come from a super musical family so I grew up singing harmony with my parents they like to joke that they had kids so that they could have backup singers in their <laughs> band <But laughs> So like harmony has been part of my spirit my musical spirit from the very beginning and um, when I met Carrie and Sue uh, 15, uh, met them about you know 18 years ago I realized like these were my literal soul musical sisters Uh so we started singing together and we all had these great day jobs we were working you know career jobs like we loved music but was mostly an evening and weekend weekend thing to us sort of a dream that we would love to do but it didn't at the time seem viable but then I met Carrie and Sue and we started singing together and all of a sudden we're like our jobs going on the road jumping in the van playing festivals etc and uh and here we are 15 years later on our annual Christmas tour this is a big part of our lives is doing this Christmas tour every year so yeah in in a nutshell that's uh that's my personal story but um big part of that is Carrie O uh from Port Hope Ontario and Susan Passmore who now lives in Newcastle Ontario so
0: yeah. Awesome. So yeah, like you were saying, you've been um, creating music for 15 years now, which is uh, insane. And since you um, formed in 2006, I believe. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, despite that, and, you know, creating music together for so long, um, how do you all kind of continue to find inspiration and find new music ideas to kind of work with and pursue? Because sometimes that can be hard. So can you talk, talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's our job, so it's uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's a really funny thing. Like I think we think a lot about how to be um, creative together and also independently. Like because the Good Lovelies is our main thing. We we. And we do have things on the side that we do, you know, like I released a solo record this year. Carrie has a few solo records. Sue is an amazing graphic designer. Like we all have, we all have other things that we do, but good lovelies is our life. Like this is our full-time gig. So we spend a lot of time thinking about like, A, what would give us joy? B, what would give our audience joy? And those things are quite tied together. Right. So, so, um, as an example, we are not just a Christmas band. Like we have lots of records that are, it's all our original music. We're all singer songwriters. And um, we are just about to make a new record, which is really exciting. Um, yeah, in the first quarter of the year, we're working together to put in a new record together. And we just did this beautiful writing retreat um, in Quebec. This, the three of us. And it's something we hadn't done for a long time, obviously because of COVID, but just Mm -hmm. of life like Sue and I have kids. So for us to get away for a week that's not touring related is is really challenging. So Mm we had this beautiful we together and it just sort of crystallized a lot of the feelings we have around, you know, each other and making music together and singing together. And yeah, there there's a lot of it for us is wrapped up in what gives us joy and what sounds give us joy and 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 maybe I'm getting like a little philosophical, but I think sometimes there's, we give joy a hard time in music. Like we are like, is, does it have gravitas? Does it have like weight? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and we really like, like to focus on that because it's a, uh, it really has helped us, you know, be, get, get where we are is the, is the joyful aspect of, of what we do. Um, so yeah, I'm rambling a little bit around it, but finding joy and, and create creativity gives us all joy like making things being productive around writing and and, and trying to chase an idea all that stuff is is really really fulfilling
0: mm-hmm. yeah that sounds so beautiful and like such a rewarding experience to be a musician and like create that with people who like you were saying like you consider like almost soul musical sisters um and being able to share that with the. Uh, people all across the globe so yeah that's awesome and also uh creating music for 15 years what has kind of been the growth that you've seen from the good lovelies obviously in like very good amount of growth um and stuff like that you know from nothing to like juno winning (laughs) um musicians which is awesome but um you know looking back um throughout the last uh 15 years what did it look like when you started and then now looking at where you're yeah. at right now? Yeah,
1: it's a great question. And I don't get it a lot, but we are now in our early 40s. Like, I turned 40 this summer, which was like a big deal for us. Like, wow. all of us, you know, we're...
0: We don't look at yeah,
1: <laughs> I love you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, when we started, we were we were really just like, we did, we had no idea what we were doing. We were just like, let's go on the road. Let's just play every single place that we can play. Let's, you know, we've just built, we just got our chops by doing ridiculous shows. Like we were just in Kenora the other day and and someone was trying to, um, someone was asking us about like our shows that we've done in Kenora and we have one. I remember it so clearly. It was our first tour across Canada and I booked those shows like from my day job. I booked those shows on the long distance line and um, we got to Kenora and I, we were having a bit of a rough go. Like it was, have been a couple days where we hadn't had a lot of people in the audience and you know, it was our first tour across Canada. Mm-hmm. We got to Kenora and we we're like, guys, our name is on the marquee. This is amazing. We've made it <laughs> <laughs> closer. And we realized it said good lovelies appearing tonight, only $3. And <laughs> we started laughing. We're like, well, it's a dollar each, you know, there's three of us. So we'll split the, split it three ways. But yeah. we also got into the bar and realized that there was a pole in the middle of the dance floor. So it was like a part-time strip club. And The show filled up, but they were not expecting a musical Good Lovelies. I think they were expecting something else. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, those early days were really just like a lot of trial and error. And we're really, really privileged now to be at a point in our career where we can be a little more choosy. Like we don't have to play the Lake of the Woods part-time strip club. Um, I mean, we might for fun, but uh, that's sort of our, our like like there's there's there is a trajectory there. And one of the most amazing things is that having built up our audience that we can we can say, you know, we have a little more flexibility about what we want to do. And we've had some really amazing um, folks behind us along the way, like probably the most pivotal, pivotal tour we ever did was with uh, Stuart McLean of the Vinyl Cafe. Uh, and he brought us on his Christmas tour and he put us in front of, all of these audiences. And a lot of those folks come to our yearly Christmas tours. So yeah, we live like that, that those, those sort of things have helped build up our audience. And then for us, what going and create continuing momentum, both as individuals and as a trio, it's really important to just Again, connect with the joy of what we do. And so, this Christmas tour in particular is super joyful because, you know, a lot of people come to it and it's their yearly tradition to come with their families to the Good Lovelies Christmas Tour. And that is such an amazing thing for us to experience. And like, why we're watching little kids grow up in our audience. Like,
0: oh, that sounds so really lovely. lovely. And
1: in the early days, I was like, really? I'm in a part-time Christmas band like this is a thing (laughs) I'm like I was a little bah humbug about it but now if I really think like when I think about it it's so beautiful and you know the nostalgia and the beautiful music around Christmas it's it's just a really yeah we feel really lucky and really privileged to do what we do you know
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and your music uh, I was listening to one of the music albums music albums of course it's a music album I was listening to one of the Christmas albums this morning actually because it was like really snowy here in Kingston it was snowing overnight and um you guys just sound amazing like your harmonies and stuff blend so well together and like I grew up like singing in choirs my whole life um doing music lessons and stuff so it was just so lovely to hear like how powerful you sound even um with just three voices it's awesome and like like you said like it's so cool for um I think it's really interesting that you have these like kind of consistent um fans Mm -hmm. right that come to your shows and like you get to see people yeah like grow up and like like go through life with them almost like that's so interesting yeah
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful experience and we don't take it lightly especially after the last couple years you know like one of the first show on this tour was the very first show we've done indoors in two years and it was highly emotional like to feel people in the room and and yeah it was it was quite quite incredible and such a nice return you know I know things are still a little bit up in the air but for us to be out on the road again it's just like we're so ready for it it's such a good
0: Uh Yeah, that's so great to hear. Um, So I definitely want to come back to talking about like COVID-19 and like how the band was impacted by it. But before we kind of get into that, um, I know that you were mentioning that um, about a little bit about the creative process of the band and how you all kind of come together or individually write music. So um, yeah, what kind of like, can you talk a little bit more about the creative process that The Good Lovelies has and um, what types of uh, methods of creating music do you all pursue? Whether that be writing together, what does that look like, or writing individually and then coming together? Yeah, there's a
1: sort of a few forms that, like there's a few ways that we do it. Um, You know, the most standard would be somebody has either a nugget, an idea, uh, Mm -hmm. or a fully fleshed out song, like some some kind of song idea will bring it to the table um, we'll either flesh it out together or we'll just like a song is not a good lovely song till the three of us have sort of spent time on it added harmonies decide on instrumentation and then you know really like work through some of the lyrics and stuff so we do share co-writing credits on everything which I think is really nice part of the longevity of our band Um it's yeah for sure and then recently we've been really experimenting with the idea of just getting in a room and writing songs and we we've done that for years with other folks and we have done the odd song here and there just written together but really concerted effort to sort of just go for it together and that's been really uh really nice experience for us especially after being isolated away from each other for so long so yeah i i i'm really excited about the upcoming record experience and um the last non-Christmas record we released was in 2018. So we're certainly due. And I think our fans are waiting for it. We we released a little EP of um, unreleased songs, like B-Sides, we called it B-Sides. And right, yeah. it over the pandemic, um, we were looking at some of our, our archives and found some great songs that we just love, but just didn't make a record for whatever reason. We're actually performing mm-hmm. a few of them on this tour, which is really fun. Like, Oh, cool. Yeah, so we're playing some non-Christmas music here and there too, but um, yeah, so the process sort of is, it shifts depending on the tune and the person bringing it to the table.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and so going to talking now about COVID-19, which maybe you've talked about a lot, but uh, <laughs> how did um, the pandemic, you know, affect um, the Good Lovelies' times, musicians, you know, not being able to record and perform what was that like and how did you all because it you know at that point it was like yes like a full-time thing like it's your whole life um so being on that hiatus um so to speak what did you all kind of do um during that time to continue I guess living on the momentum I don't know if that made complete sense no, but
1: it's complete sense I mean we lost a really big tour so we lost 30 dates uh Mm -hmm. in the first part of the pandemic we just didn't know what was happening but we started we were quite we we tried to connect with our audience in various ways you know like we did um part of our challenge is that we have three households so we couldn't be together and uh, right you and I have children so that also further complicated the you know, the bubbling thing. So um, we were really isolated from each other for a long time, which was really hard. And I don't think I fully appreciated how weird and hard it had been until we actually sang together in a room months later. And when, mm-hmm. when we did that, I was like, I realized like I've sung harmony with Carrie and Sue basically every week of my life for 15 years. You know? Wow. And not every week, maybe sometimes not, but basically for a big chunk of my life and so yeah singing with them together in the room was really woo. anyways <laughs> we did we did some cool concerts we really reached out to our audience we did like in the round concerts from our own homes so all three of us in different houses and did these Zoom shows. Mm-hmm. we did like um uh some together apart videos, we call them. So we just all like we would sing a song, but we'd record them from different places. Sort of a lot of this was happening amongst musicians at the time. And yeah. And last Christmas, we did something super cool. Well, I think it was super cool. Uh, we did 10 shows, 10 virtual shows for different time zones in association with different um, communities and different venue. So that was a really, yeah. really great experience and allowed us to actually do a quote Christmas tour last year. So we didn't lose our tour that tour. Um, but yeah, we were trying to stay creative. I, Sue has been doing a ton of amazing graphic design and, you know, design work. Um, I made a solo record, which was a really beautiful experience in that time. And Harry awesome. has been doing a lot of um, creative work as well. She's been taking, you know, a lot of banjo lessons and doing a t- she did this gorgeous drawing um she did these like uh, I can't even explain it it's like a coloring. she made a coloring book so that's on her her website carryo.com so yeah we all try to just keep some momentum going that's the right word is like the, the momentum was really challenging mm-hmm. you know? but um but we're glad to be on this side of it and to see a little light ahead for
0: sure yeah Definitely. Hopefully, yeah, like with everything. And it's so great that um, you and the band have been able to go on tour um, and do your Christmas concert again, like your Christmas tour um, this year in person and stuff like that, which is awesome. Um, And I know that you were mentioning that Last year for Christmas, you were able to do like a virtual tour um, for many countries uh, um, and stuff like that across the globe. And what was it kind of like doing virtual concerts during the pandemic? Obviously, it's very different from performing live. Um, but what's kind of like the interesting parts about it? Um, and also maybe the challenges to it as well. I
1: mean the challenges of virtual a virtual show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean you have to sort of pretend connection to an audience. That's the most challenging right. part. Um, luckily, you know I've done a couple solo things virtually and that's really challenging because you don't have anyone to interact with. But with Carrie, Sue and I, and we have this, amazing band on tour with us for the christmas tour and we had them last year we have robbie grunwald on keys we have mark mariash on drums and stephen zarai on upright bass so there's a lot of interacting that happens between us and that made it a lot Mm. um, easier um but the 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 big virtual the challenge with the virtual show is the connection with an audience and understanding how a song is being received and yeah you know we have a lot of musician friends that we would we we, we had a, a few ch- like a, a bi-weekly chat with a group of musician friends really amazing people like jill barber um oh my goodness Aaron costello uh madison violet so many amazing people um Alyssa mcclellan from white horse and we had these like three group chats talking about like how we would what we were trying to do and And it was nice having that community to chat through um, our ideas around virtual shows and what worked and what didn't. And, you know, we decided for the Christmas tour last year for the virtual show, we would put a clap track in, like an audience sound. And our people told us, watching the show, that that gave them a lot of comfort in experiencing the show. Because the, the weirdest part of the virtual show is the silence after the song yeah (laughs) yeah it's very like you're like what do i do with myself so having that virtual clap trap track (laughs) and it was actually real clap track from a previous good lovely show that we had recorded so it felt like oh awesome those sort of things really helped with the show um Mm -hmm. it was great
0: yeah definitely um yeah. And it's also, I think, very hard to like, you know, a lot of talk about it was kind of done when sports teams like at the beginning of the pandemic, when they were playing without audiences and stuff like that, um, you know, not having fans and like they kind of like rely on that energy and that like kind of vibe in the stadium to like perform well. And I think that definitely reflects in musicians doing virtual performances as well. But um, it's great that you were kind of able to counter that and make it happen so even though you knew it was like a clap track at least it kind of like made things maybe yeah better yeah. on your guys's part but also the audience members yeah. part exactly
1: yeah yeah it, it was a bit of trial and error and we're all learning and I don't think virtual shows are going away like I think it's going to be yeah in the future and in some ways you know it gives people access to a show there are lots of folks we learned that never either never have come to Good lovely show because we've never come to a you know somewhere close to them they haven't been mm-hmm. able to or they're physically unable to come to shows so yeah. there's a beauty in that that i think we really discovered over the last two years like that is the good takeaway from this is that we are able to say okay like we can do this and it will never replace the live in-person feeling but for folks who really can't come to the show, it's it's a really nice thing to have.
0: Yeah, definitely. Just making it more accessible to people who don't have the opportunity to um, is super great and uh, just like very, very inclusive and bringing them into another musical community. It's just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great. Yeah. Um, so now with COVID kind of, well... Relatively better than what it was, or maybe not with this new variant, I don't even know anymore. Um, but um, you're currently on the Christmas tour, and uh, you also recently announced um, the band that you'll be adding a show in Kingston, which is super exciting for December 22nd at the Spire. Um, so first question is, how is the tour going so far? What is it like being back on the road, back in front of audiences, and what has kind of been the reception um, at your sh- at your shows
1: yeah it's a bit like riding a bike you know our band has done over a thousand shows like uh, over the years we've toured so much we've been a really Mm -hmm. touring band for many years so I wasn't sure how it go like we did some summer we did some summer dates um outside so that was a nice warm-up for this but we've done two shows so far I'm in Red Lake Ontario and um Yeah, we have this nice northern run up here that is just been really beautiful to be back up here. It's been many years since we've been able to play here and people are so happy. (laughs) You really feel it like the audience. They're just like everyone's doing their best. You know, we're keeping our masks on. We're trying to be safe as possible and everyone's vaccinated in the rooms. And so there's a you know, there's a real sense of like willingness and community, I think, and weird yeah it the, I actually was a little breathless the when we started singing the first song the first night and then I was like oh yeah this is how we do it like it is just really really fun and um, it, it's great so far and we have some beautiful shows on this run you know we're playing um in Thunder Bay as well mm-hmm. and uh in Guelph at Dublin Street United Church and then we're playing Massey Hall as well in Toronto so there's some really, really, be, really gorgeous awesome. shows and it'll be really nice to come back to Kingston and finish at the Spire it's going to be fantastic
0: yeah for sure um out of like all the uh this is just more like a fun question but out of all the kind of places that you've toured and that you've gone to with some of your like favorite uh cities to play in or venues to play in
1: oh that's a tough one uh, <laughs> I love touring Australia. I have such a fun, Oz. Um, we've done it three times now and I've done it twice with my children, which sounds insane, but actually it's super, super fun. Um, yeah, just being on the coast is just like, it's so beautiful. Uh, we did Alaska. Uh, That's so cool, yeah, it wow. It's really beautiful. And we did it in the dead of winter. So it was like February and we, I had a five month old on the road with me. <laughs> oh wow like I don't know that I remember much of that tour with an infant but we have it was such a beautiful experience it was also kind of like touring up north where you know people are really just excited to see you and and really grateful that you've made the effort that was really beautiful too I just Mm -hmm. love crossing our country like our Canada is so beautiful like we have so many so many different um pockets and communities and it feels very different across the country but it's yeah it's I'm so glad that we're here and that we're able to tour particularly in Ontario this year this is really
0: Mm -hmm. yeah for sure um and are there any like upcoming um projects I know that you're mentioning that you've um that the band has been writing and potentially recording I don't know if you were I don't know if you meant like the first quarter of 2021 or if you mean the upcoming quarter for 2022 but um what kind of projects are in the works with the good lovelies um anything that fans can look forward to
1: yeah so in the coming months so january february march we're going to be making a new record awesome Uh, you know I, i i actually hesitate to say unequivocally that we're going to do anything because i feel like we can't do that anymore. We have to be a little bit more open. So we're doing um, a new record and then we'll be doing some touring as well in the spring um, across, across Canada, Western Canada and into the U.S. hopefully. Um, and yeah, just continuing to uh, try to bring some new music to our fans and, and reconnecting with folks live because uh, it's been so long. So that's pretty much the short term plans for us.
0: Okay, awesome. That sounds really great. Um, is there anything that you'd like to add before we end off about our inter- with our interview?
1: No, just, I just want to say I'm really thankful to folks who are making the effort to go see live music. Our, we've had a really rough go and um, this is how we make a living is on the road and playing shows for you. So I'm really just grateful that you're, you know, are getting vaccinated and making the effort to um, you know support culture and community and music and and the arts in general in in their town so we're really excited to come back to Kingston to the Spire it's one of our favorite places to sing We've we've done quite a few shows there and it's like such a gorgeous space to sing in (laughs) I mean all, most churches are, but the spire in particular is, is pretty incredible. So yeah, no, th- mm-hmm. thanks for having me, Alex. I really appreciate
0: it. Oh, of course. Our absolute pleasure. Um, super excited for you um folks to come to Kingston on Wednesday, December 22nd at the Spire. Um, folks, if you're listening, you can buy tickets by going to the Good Lovelies website and going on their tour page just at goodlovelies.com. Um, and be sure to check it out. Support these amazing musicians um and participate in some fun holiday music. But thank you so much, Caroline, for joining me um, on CFRC and talking about the Christmas tour and your time as a musician and chatting with me about um, this amazing band. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you for listening to In the Booth, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples.